Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome to another episode of the Half of the Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined this week, as usual, by Tom and Donny. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not bad. How are you doing, Donny? Back for your holidays? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Good to be back. Excellent. Right, before we go into the nitty-gritty stuff, we'll do a bit of the housekeeping. We'll start off with the Kevin Van Veen Cup. The first round is in the bag. Certain podcasters haven't made it to the second round, but more on that later. <laughs> Andy, you took part in it, you'll see your score is updated on my Twitter page. Um, at the end of this podcast, the second round will be drawn by these two other gentlemen, and you'll know you've got the next round, and you'll have a bit of time to work the team out because of the Cup, League Cup this weekend in Scottish football, so you won't have any worry about the weekend after. But I'll post the, obviously post the drop and then retweet it the time. We'll go to our own fantasy podcast league. Now we're in week two to see if there's any movement. So still the same person, number one, Finn's Fun Boys. is number one with 160 points overall. Second is Neam County. That's Ash Neam. He takes part in all their cups. He's quite high up, 147. And third is Secret Juice, Paul Costa, other 911144. So that is that. So we'll go to our own scoring ranks. So reverse order, Donna Cup, you this week. A much better game week, but... <laughs> Yes, so holiday is impacted on the first game. We got a bit of a shocker, but um, we're we're back on track now. Uh, I did have to make a minus four with that O'Hara team news. Um, so my total for the week was sixty-eight minus four to me to sixty-four. So starting goals were Clark for eight, Captain Tav for twelve, Obelai one, Kingsley six, Suar three, Morris two, Spittle one, Cantwell eight. Abada 7, Furuhashi vice-captain 13, and Lammers for 7. So all in, that took me to my 64. My global score is 1 to 2. I was about 4,500. I am 1,313th. So big green arrow, and hopefully that continues. As you say, it's one of the biggest jumps. Right, Tom, yourself, your score this week and your rank? Um, I got 63 points this game week. Um, I also had Clark in goals for 8. Uh, James Brown got me seven, Captain Tab fourteen, Stevenson one, Suari three. Uh, I had too many non-playing players here, so Leslie, the non-playing player, stayed in my my team and got me zero. Spittle one, Abada seven, up front Danilo nine, Vice Captain Furuhashi thirteen, and Simon Murray got me two. 
and the overall rank is 920th. Okay, over at myself, I finished this week 69 points. I had Clark and Goals, 8 points. Brown for 7, Captain Tav, 12. Suarez, 3. So close to that to having clean sheet points for Suarez. I didn't realize he was it on. Miller, 2. Turnbull, 0, because he got booked and got hooked. Cantwell, 8 points. Abada, 7. Tagawa off the bench for 2. Vice-Captain Furuhashi, 13. Lammer, 7. None else on the bench, which gives me a global rank of 330 so far. So... Not to be clear, a decent start for me. But only 11 points in between you and you, Donnie. Show you the ranks. Are still quite... Yeah, definitely. Bunched up. One good game, week, you're back up there again. Right, Tom, over to you with the results of the weekend. Yep. Um, first game then, we've got Rangers for Livingston nil. We had goals from Lammers. Uh, Danilo scored with an assist from Barisic. Abdallah Sima scored and Kieran Dowell with an assist from Matondo. Uh, Sima, Danilo and Sifuentes all had the most shots on target with two and Danilo hit the woodwork as well. He had the most total shots with six. Um, Tav yet to return uh, attacking-wise but managed a clean sheet in this fixture. Um, though you probably would expect it at home to, to Livingston who are severely lacking up top. Uh, speaking of Livingston, it's, it's hard to judge them in these kind of fixtures. Um so not really much to say on them. Um, I'll be interested to hear what, what you guys have got to say um, and who, who the best Rangers attackers would be. Um, and probably if either of you are considering moving off Captain Tav or is it, is it too early to say? Um, I'll come to you first, Donny. what do you reckon? Okay, so I've not seen a lot of Rangers this season uh, because I've been in holiday and then they lost to Kilmarnock and certainly wasn't going to watch that one. But I was quite pleased with this one. I mean... Livingston cause a lot of teams problems. They dig in and they're hard to break down. But the Rangers got there in the end. Um, what was pleasing, uh, I've seen it a few times from Rangers now, is that it seems now every time we're on an attack, there's at least two players in the box. Uh, and that's probably a big change from what we've had in the past, whether it was Morelos um, or anyone else. So I think hopefully um, you see a much more free-scoring Rangers um, over the course of a season. Um, which would be a nice thing. Fancy wise, you know, it is hard to pin down um, that third player. You've got Tavenier, you've got Cantwell. Um, I've got Lammers at the moment. I think he'll return quite a lot of weeks. Other weeks you might miss out. Because there's such an abundance, game time isn't guaranteed for any of them. But as we saw at the weekend, you know, the variety of goal scorers who could easily come off the bench, get a goal, get an assist, and contribute there. So, it will just be luck some game weeks. I'll stick with Lambers for the moment until I see any change. Uh, there is an argument that uh, you could go double defence as well. I know we've got a question on, on that. But very pleasing that we've we've got off the the points um, with a good win. You'll have plenty of time before the next fixture. We've got a European game tonight, which I'm sure you both wish them well. And we've got the League Cup at the weekend um, before we hit that game week three. Game week four, obviously, is Rangers-Celtic, which I know causes a lot of issues for managers, so just bear that one in mind when you are planning that um, they'll have a dodgy one there. But a pleasing win for Rangers, good to get amongst the goals, good to see a few different goal scorers. That's probably not something we've had in the past from a, a Rangers team, and definitely things to look forward to after that game week one slip-up. you sticking with Captain Tav? 
I think you have to at the moment. Uh, I mean, penalties is one aspect of his game, but you know he does score a lot of free kicks, um, assists. You know, two games where we lost one isn't really enough data. Um, so I'd stick with him until it's proved otherwise. I think he'd be foolish after two games to to change. Yeah, Peter, what do you reckon? I was getting the opinion of Rangers fans at the weekend. Just wanted to see their take on it. Like Hugh, who plays a game, obviously he's thief from the cup as well. And he seems to think, and this is Swanee as well, by the way, Tavernier's kind of regressed a lot over the past year, but he's still on free kicks and penalties. That's what we looked at it from the fantasy point of view, so I'm still yeah. more inclined to stick with him. But it's kind of, I'm going to watch a lot more about if he's dropped him off, because he's in his 30s now. If he's dropped him off and he's more prone to mistakes and he's more prone to maybe not keep clean sheets, then the Rangers captain having could be coming to an end, but not anytime soon. He's on pens if he kept it on his side. He's just got to. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping people start to come off him, then he becomes a differential. That that makes sense because it's people are moving off it. I've noticed in the Mega League, a lot of the top 10, top 15 teams haven't got to have it, so they've decided to go without it to start. It's worked so far because there's been big scores everywhere and people have obviously vice captain at the right time. I don't know if you'll get away with that the full season. I think that'll come back and bite you. I think you would need to be... I mean, Rangers at home with uh, Livingston. If I hadn't looked at that score and didn't see it and it was 4-0, I'd have assumed that one of those would be an assist or a tab free kick or a penalty or something. But obviously, it wasn't this time, but it could be next time. Uh, other assets, Cantwell. I've got Cantwell and Lammers, same as you, Donny, but uh, Cantwell's going to be a bit deeper, which would be a bit concerning. Uh, and Lammers, I seem to think he seems to be a lot... He's really hard-working in that kind mm-hmm. of tennis show. So I think he puts a hard work in. Uh, that'll bode well with the manager and the fans. I think Lammers probably will be the one I'm quite happy to nail with right now. It, does he go left or right? It works. He kind of sliced, he goes to the right wing and one of the strikers goes to the left wing and it goes like a door 3 free but they kind of manoeuvre about the place. So yeah, that... it's hard to pin down. They, they do tend to move around a lot. Um, but he has played every game. Uh, so Beal obviously likes some. It's the, the others that have kind of interchanged. But he's shown good signs already. Yeah, it was his hard work it's to me going that he's obviously had, well, that's, a, that's a manager's dream he's doing other he's been asked to do so he can't take out of the team you will have three Rangers games potentially before the next game week so there's even more data for you Europe mm-hmm. if you go through League Cup that probably by heavily rotated squad mind you so I hope Morton is that right so I'm not taking as much from that Yeah, and then potentially PSV next week again so you're going to have three more eye tests and have a look at the players that's the way yeah. I look at it uh, apart from that, there's no other Rangers players I think I'm interested in right now. Cantwell's the one that was kind of on the chopping block, but he came back in the team. I think Beale acknowledged that he made a mistake and bring them back in. He's the only one yeah. potentially that would feel a proper bit of gale about him. So everything kind of goes through him, you'd imagine. So, and I was wrong last week talking about the points. It must have been the app updated. All the assists, accurate passes is back. Yeah. Was last week, but it's back again. So if you thought last week that wasn't part of the game, it is. Your tackles and your shots and targets there. So it's wanting to clear that up in case anyone's yeah. thinking. I'm making moves about that. But that's me on Rangers, yeah. Let me say, like you said, Tom, I don't judge any team in the go to Ibrox and Parkhead. It's really, it's unfair. It's not the games you're, you're trying to get points from. Mate, you're lucky, but it's not where you normally get them from. Yeah. Uh, our next fixture then, we've got Ross County 2, St. Johnston 0. Um, goal scorers are Kyle Turner, uh, my favourite, and uh, Connor Randall with an assist from George Harmon. Um, Connor Randall's playing out of position just now. He's a defender, played in midfield. I think they were doing that in the League Cup in pre-season. Um, but he wasn't really well known for attacking returns last season. So not getting too excited. Um, obviously, they won't be playing St. Johnston at home every week. 
and the goal was scored with his only shot on target, so he's not getting a lot of opportunities. And his points haul was obviously boosted by the, the clean sheet as well. So he could be one to watch. Uh, I'm probably going to stick with budget-friendly James Brown just now, and um, I'm not going to be looking at doubling up. Uh, Jordan White, top for shots on target with three uh, and missed two big chances. Uh, Simon Murray also missed a couple of big chances. He's obviously very cheap at 3.8 million, so I've got him and I can't really grumble at that. Um, obviously, the one to watch, Kyle Turner, he came on at 34 minutes. Uh, he replaced Danda, who came off injured. I think they said after the match that he had a, a large bruise on his hip, so it doesn't sound too severe. So um be interested to see who starts next week. Uh, we'll obviously get the the um, pre-match pressers as well. Not all the information is revealed there, as we kind of seen with O'Hara. In terms of St. Johnston, um, just an avoid. Peter, what do you reckon? <laughs> I tar- target St. Johnston, I think, is going to be a mantra like this season. And the next game yeah. is Celtic at Celtic Park, so that could be a big score one, defender on that. Uh, Brown, we brought, I brought him in last week as well. Don't you get James Brown as well? No, I don't. No, yeah, you don't. I thought we all hit him. So that's two good. That's two returns of trot. He said. I mean, that's pretty good. He's quite all action because he got an interception point as well. So he's he's up and down that wing, pretty good, pretty cheap. I know it's St Johnson, so I don't really want to jump too much into Ross County, but he's probably a quite good cheap enabler. He looks pretty nailed, and I think he'll be there for the rest of the season for me, unless they fall off a cliff, unless other cheaper tenors arise over the space of the season. But that's pretty good. I actually started this week. Was that confident he would? St. John's been doing mm-hmm. something, so I actually played the Ross County play for the start, and it turned out. Anywhere else, Simon Murray, I mentioned before, I think it's quite good, Tom. I think it's quite an abundance of cheap striking assets, so yeah, I think with the moves, it could potentially happen with Hearts, Shankland, there could be a couple of strikers there, it could appear really cheap for potentially the third best team, so back for Brown, I'm happy to roll with one. Not two yet, unless Ross County go on some sort of crazy run. Do I? Yeah, so Ross County is the sort of team you look to for budget and you try and pick out a GM. Um, they have been relatively good over the last few seasons for that. St. Johnstown was a team I mentioned before the season started that I think they're going to go down and they've done everything they can to prove me right. So as <laughs> Peter says, target them. They've got Celtic, Dundee, then Rangers. So, you know, you might find that they've got nothing out of those next three games. Um, so just stay clear. I think Ross County, they've probably got to be pleased with their start to the season. They gave Celtic a you know, good run for the money um, in the first part of that game and a nice win here. But the names you've mentioned, Randall, Brown, Turner, they've you know they've had a good start. Whether that stays, uh, you just have to wait and see. It is Ross County at the end of the day, so you know they're not going to go on a, a long run of wins, but you'll, you'll get the results now and again. But... They've got to be happy with that and a team that you can look at you know, for budget-friendly um, players. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we've got St Mirren 2, Dundee 1. Um, St Mirren's goals came from an O'Shaughnessy OG and Mandron scored the second with an assist from Boyd Munce. For Dundee, it was Josh Mulligan with an assist from Scott Tiffany, um, who we remember from Livingston. Um, there's not really any big standouts in this game. No player's got more than a single shot on target. Uh, Zach Robinson uh, missed a penalty. I've seen him in a few um, drafts in the preseason just because of his price. Um, Mandron, the St. Mirren striker as well, he was in quite a number of drafts. 
he was back this week, Kevin. Uh, he was out injured last week, and he could be a popular third choice striker pick. Um, something to keep an eye on and see if he sort of gathers some momentum there. Um, Conor McMenamin hit the woodwork in this fixture as well. Um, thanks, Simon. I've got a bit, bit of a mixed bag of fixtures. They've got Aberdeen, Rangers, and Hearts in the next six. So um, I probably wouldn't be rushing to get too many in. O'Hara's going to be out for a month or so by the sounds of it uh, due to a thigh injury. So that also may impact their form as well. He could be a transfer out for me this game week. And then um, Dundee, I think they're, they're a void for me just now. There's no clear sort of standouts in terms of consistent returns. Uh, I've, I've kind of got an inkling that's probably going to be the case for the, the rest of this, the season as it was the last time they were in the Premier League um, the goals were quite evenly spread amongst um, all the outfield players but uh, something to monitor for now Donny, come with you first this time Yep, so uh, Zach Robinson owner over here um, absolutely gutted uh, Mr Penn he's the, the third striker you've got on your bench to hope Um returns every now and again so to miss out um, was a bit disappointing I think if they scored that it would have been one all there might have been a bit more in the game but um, they were 2-0 down before they sort of got back into it O'Hara obviously was the main news uh, for this one as you say we're probably all going to have to transfer out if you didn't already um, I moved to Spittle um, on that basis that didn't really work out but it's quite an easy hold um, there as for everything else, fantasy wise, it was probably a, you know there was no clean sheet. There was no sort of usual returners. Um, the guys that got hemming and goals would have got the the, the save points um, for the penalty, got bonus points. But you know, some of them started the season well. They've been reliable the end of last season. Fixture wise, is a mixed bag. I, I don't know whether you rely on them on that front. Dundee, good for the budget, but. You're going to have a few long, hard weeks uh, in between wins if, if this is how they're going to perform. But, yeah, as I say, I've got to be happy with, with that uh, three points. Definitely. Peter? Not much to add to that. Dundee, I don't really worry about them. I think they've got enough about them that if they continue to work hard under the new manager, I think they'll do okay. I think they'll click at some point and be all right. I could be I could completely wrong, but... But I see St. Martin did finish his start of the season as like they finished it. They're playing pretty well. There's a wee Twitter search to see what the Smyrna fans thought, and they seem to be quite happy as well. They're kind of style of football, the whip the fullbacks forming forward. McMenamin's that the guy you mentioned midfield, like look at him mm-hmm. as well. So they've got a kind of rough fixtures, like you said, but they seem to play well. So St. Martin could be a team you could go to here or there throughout the season. Maybe not when O'Hara's out, he seems to be the talisman figure, so maybe when he's back. But, uh, yeah, I'm not rushing any players, but I wouldn't rush and sell them either. They're deep, a lot of cheap, especially Dundee, a lot of cheap enablers to let you get other players that fit in your team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, our next game then, um, Sunday fixtures, uh, Aberdeen 1, Celtic 3. Uh, for Aberdeen, it was Miofsky that scored with an assist from Duke. For Celtic, Abada scored with an assist from Maeda, then Kyogo, and then O'Reilly got the third with an assist from Yang. Uh, Carter Vickers, was off at half-time. Um, I didn't see many clean sheets coming for Selig with him on the pitch, and I think probably even less now that he's um, injured. I think it might have been precautionary, though, so he might be back next week, but even still, Selig's defence don't fill me with confidence just now. Um, we only really have to look at the 
Aberdeen go. Nobody was near Miofsky and it was a sort of simple cut back from Duke to to, to wipe out the clean sheet. Um, in terms of Celtic's attack, Maeda was top for shots on target with four and missed three big chances. I think probably most managers will be on Kyogo instead anyway. Um, and he's maintained his habit of scoring. I think O'Reilly seems to be the standout um, midfielder. Obviously, it's only two game weeks, but so far he's already managed to accumulate 23 points um, over those two games, and his price has risen up to 5.7 million. Um, I think this week was kind of a sort of testament to don't sort of knee jack after one good performance. Obviously, Turnbull did well last week, and then this this game week he was off at half time. Um, I think for O'Reilly, if, if, he, if he returns again next week, it's probably going to be a, an easy switch from a badder for me. But um, I've probably got other fires to, to put out in my team, namely O'Hara. Um, that's, that's, that's really it for me for this one. Peter, what do you reckon? Uh, a weird game watching it. I feel like it's a team that's in transition between Costa Coquelin's style of play a Roger's still a place. You can see kind of bits and bobs. You look at players are standing out, and O'Reilly's the one to me so far that's going to kind of thrive in the risk way. Similar, I know there's a lot of comparisons to Stuart Armstrong under Rogers. Similar type of player and a symbol of terminal getting into the box. So he's quite high in my priority to bring in, I think, uh, for Turnbull probably. Uh, defensively, not yet. But still, when you've got Taylor playing the fullback role, he was never impressed with that. He's better when he's playing inverted, and Ralston's not good enough for that level, I think. I'd avoid no Celtic. I think he still he could score three, four goals. Talks to the goal no matter what, who they play. They have, the mm-hmm. goalkeeper's not exactly great either right now. Midfield to front, I think McGregor's now took up the position of like playing the Scott Brown role a couple of years ago under Rodgers. Because all Donny you mentioned before, like last season you could have basically stopped with McGregor, a Kamara type player, and ticked along nicely with the points coming in. I don't see it as much this year with McGregor. He's playing that deep. I think it would just be for me. It's going to be Kyogo. Is that he's a no-brainer? I bad it if he retains that position, but I don't know if he's nailed that down. And O'Reilly's the one that I want to bring in. He's the other two, I think. Defensively, not interesting. You're taking a point elsewhere. Maeda is obviously class a striker, so you're losing one of your spots there, and it's a bit of a chunk of money. So I can see myself actually playing running with two select players for the time being until the people nail positions in squad squads. Because even though I've had a score, I don't think he's done much in the game apart from that. So I. I don't know if he's nailed. Aberdeen were they were okay. Every time they get in the game, but still seem to score and, and I kinda of made them go cool again. So we might take for that. We all say this when they play Celtic Rangers, you don't really take much fit, but at Pitordia I didn't expect more of a fight and I suppose it kinda of petered out at the end of the game. Yep. Donny. Yeah, so team news there was still no Hitati in the starting lineup and when he did come on he got subbed off again. So do we know the reason for that? Injury during the game. I don't know if he felt something that was precautionary. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Maybe mm-hmm. a big, a big George. signing, a big signing coming, a big uh, transfer coming. Season why he's injured. But uh, Aberdeen, there's a lot of confidence in the city at the moment, um, and they fought back um, well to get one-one, and then they remembered they were playing Celtic and, and gave the lead straight back. So I've not had any Aberdeen defence for this reason. Um, I think they are shaky at the back and they've got pretty much a whole new back four and it's about getting up to speed. Um, one of you has mentioned that big centre-half that they've got. 
um, is relatively cheap. I think going forward, that's the sort of player that you might want. Um, and if you are looking at the Aberdeen defence, obviously Devlin had a howler in this game. Uh, we talked a lot about him before the start of the season. But yeah, a big shout out to the Turnbull owners. Thought they'd want to watch last week and then got a big fat zero this week. That was pleasing <laughs> to see. Um, but as you both touched on, I think we might be looking in the wrong direction in the settlement field. I think O'Reilly uh, might have been a better shout. Um, I think Tom mentioned last week that he was top for assists last season. We probably overlooked that fact. Um, he's going to be consistent in that Celtic midfield. Um, and when he returns with a goal, um, it's the, the cherry on top. So if you can make your way to him, that might be a good one. Abada, for me, is still holding the spot. But doubling up, uh, wouldn't I wouldn't be dead against that. Um, Fixture-wise, Aberdeen, they'll go into their European campaign soon. So they'll play Sundays. Um, so you're not going to see anything there. Uh, Celtic have got a gimme game week three and they could literally go wild um, against St Johnston um, before they go to Ibrox uh, the following week so plan ahead for that Um, but standard standard win against Aberdeen um, as you'd expect uh, from Celtic Yep Um, Our next game then Hearts nil, Kilmarnock nil Um, when I seen the scoreline the first thing I thought was that's good another clean sheet till Kilmarnock because I kind of had Ndaba um, the 2.4 million um, defender earmarked as last week and he's looking like a, a good bargain so perhaps one for one of my two transfers will be will be him I think they've got a decent run of fixtures as well in terms of hearts as well um, it's also pleasing to see another clean sheet um, they've got a good run up until game week 9 and then they play Celtic and Rangers back to back so Maybe a defensive double up isn't the greatest of ideas just now. Um, or I suppose you could switch in and switch back out again. Um, but good for Clark owners. Um, from, uh, in terms of attacking returns, Matty Kennedy, he's the only player to have more than a single shot on target in this game. So it is quite difficult to, to comment on the attackers. I think Hearts will probably have a one eye on Rosenberg um, this week. The they uh, lost two one, but the fixtures still still open. So um, I think perhaps they're holding back for that one. Uh, the striker Tagawa, um, he seemed to be playing as the main striker up front. So that's a situation to monitor. Obviously, recent news about Shankland as well, and um, possibly getting a transfer out. So um, there'll be a role there to to fill for Kilmarnock Lions. Uh, we remember. Him last week, he's the guy that scored against Rangers. He's only three million. Um, he managed to get five points this week um, with the with the bonus points. So he's perhaps a cheap enabler to to, to work with the the bench trick and free up some funds there. I think we've got a question about cheapy defenders, so won't say too much. Um, Peter, I'll come to you first. Also, a brief eyes on this game, but what I took from was Kilmarnock was a better team again, so. I think Hearts were lucky to get this one draw. I know Dory doubled up with the Hearts defence and was kind of bemoaning it, but it worked out for him this time. Is it Kingsley you brought in, Donny? Yes, uh, is, Kingsley is he... for Ralston, so I was, I was happy with that switch. Is Kingsley the one that rotates with Cochrane, but is that the one that might be coming yes. back out again? Right, okay. That's why I didn't go the walk, because I was, even though people were telling me Kingsley's nailed, I think once Cochrane's back in and unsuspended back in the team, so I didn't want to go there. Plus, my anti-heart spies means I can't really double up my half defence after slagging at the start of the season. I've got to continue to play that gimmick. Uh, 
the talk for the Hearts fans with Shankland did look interesting in this game. I suppose if he has turned a big transfer, a big wage, then understandable. You'd like to think he's he's a captain. He would turn up on Thursday for the European game, track himself through. And just also to note that the Saudi Arabian transfer window doesn't shut to the 20th of September. So just because he's here September the 1st doesn't mean he's going to be here three weeks later. Uh, Clark's good acts, obviously. You picked Clark as well for the goalkeeper, Donny. That's been a good start to the season, so I've worked out there. Uh, Kilmarnock, I think, are going to be the sleeper team. I think he's got them playing very similar to Aberdeen of old. Very, compa- very compact, very hard to beat. Don't compete first and then take it for there. And I think there's going to be quite a few cheap Kilmarnock assets we can go kind of dip in out of the end of the season so far anyway. Yep. Donny? Yeah, so both teams yet to concede a goal. Uh, in fact, the only teams not to concede a goal this season. You certainly wouldn't have said that uh, based on last year's stats. But um, yeah. my my double hearts defence was more fluke than anything else. Um, I was travelling at the time, um, making my changes, took a minus four. I knew I didn't want to sell defence, took in Kingsley, thinking that I had... Um, Submitting goalkeeper, and then I realised it was a Hearts goalkeeper. So I was kind of hoping that it would end in a, a clean sheet, and luckily for me, that did. So um, I was very happy with that. Uh, yeah, Shankland owners, no goals in the booking. Armstrong owners, no goals in the booking. Um, that kind of hurts. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of Hearts. Um, they've not really got any standouts other than Clark. Um, and if Shankland's misfiring or gets sold, you're going to have to rely on you know, unknown quantities. Kelly, on the other hand, as Peter mentioned, I think are much better value for money. And again, they're not going to play like that every week. They're going to go on a bad run, but in amongst that, you'll you'll get some reasonable results. But definitely value in that squad. Fixture-wise, both teams have got pretty good fixtures. Um, certainly don't play any of the top two in the next few weeks. So they'll be hoping that the form continues. Um if you've got Shankland, just wait and see how that pans out. If he leaves, then you'll get a free transfer. Armstrong's going to come good in other fixtures. So again, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, but uh, fantasy-wise, it's still early days. So we'll wait and see what, what comes of these two teams going forward. Yeah, I actually forgot about the free transfer. So that's, that's interesting. Um, our last game then, we've got Motherwell 2, Hibs 1. Uh, from Motherwell, it was Connor Wilkinson that scored with an assist from Mika Bierith. And then uh, he also scored the second as well. For Hibbs, it was Adam LaFondra that scored with his, his penalty. Um, but not a lot happened in this game. There's only four shots on target, and three of those were goals. Uh, Dan Casey for Motherwell hit the woodwork. Um, Bierith, he only came on at the 55 minute mark, um, but he obviously did well. He's only 4.2, so he could be an emerging sort of third striker option there. In terms of Hibs, I'm a bit sort of, I kind of, I was expecting kind of bigger things from Hibs um, this season, but so far they've, they've been a bit flat. Um, maybe still heads are down after that European away tie, but who knows there. In terms of Motherwell, obviously, I think they're going to struggle to, to fill uh the space that Van Veen left. The goals seem to be sort of evenly matched over the last couple of games, so we're yet to see who the sort of talisman is. If there is one, perhaps the, the, the goals might be spread amongst the team. Um, a bit of a disappointing one for, for Spittle owners as well. 
not really a lot happening there. Um, so I'll be interested to hear what, what you guys have got to think. Donny, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so a good result for Motherwell against the Hibs team that in the league have still to impress. They've lost what, five goals in two league games, so as a defensive unit, not very good. Needless to say, I've got a Hibs defender in my team, so that's something that needs addressed. Yeah, Spell was my change uh, when O'Hara got injured. Um, didn't didn't get a return, but fixture-wise, you would hope um, that he can in the next few games. Um, Boyle, you know, for somebody who champions Boyle um, as an asset in the game, I'm not sold on him yet. I think he's maybe just been brought back too early and the games are providing fitness for him. I think once he does score and they get a result, you could look to jump on him, but if you've got him, maybe just stay. Um, if you're thinking about him, again, maybe just stay until you see something happen. Um, Motherwell, as I say, it'd be disappointing not to keep the clean sheet. I think we've all got part of the Motherwell defence. Um, Lafondra, I think he scored twice now um, in the league. He must be a pretty cheap um, third striker option. But again, it's such an early point in the season that you're going to take risks going with any of these guys. Um, some weeks it'll work out, some week it won't. But certainly a good result for Motherwell Hibs going to Europe, hoping that they get this big game against Villa. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Yep, Peter. Yeah, I think Hibs are struggling with the Sunday Thursday football. I think when they're trying to sell any season, get to the fitness and let Donnie boil. If it was Sunday Sunday or Saturday Saturday, I think Boyle would be fine to play, but they're trying to bring him into the team because he's influential, but he can't play the full 90 minutes to take him off. And I feel it's affecting him. I've got a question on that later, but I think Boyle will come good once he's fit. I won't worry about it right now, but it's just maybe not an asset to jump to right now. Like Donny says, about a week where he'll, he'll explode, probably against the Rangers, but that's when he always does that against the teams you don't expect him to do it against one of these games, and then he'll be good, and then you go, right, let's go to him. Motherwell, he's both covered it. I think we're struggling. The Van Veen shaped hole up front. Quite a lot of new players, a lot of young players in the team as well. So it's a matter of time. I think the manager's brought them set up all right. They'll do okay eventually. It's a matter of just, as Donnie said, it's really only season. It's only two game weeks. Just let things settle. We've got cut this week and another game week. And then it's after game week four, we've got an international break. I believe that's right as well. And then you might see teams going to jail and more, coming together, more training time. And that you get a, a better picture of teams like Motherwell and Hibs. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? 
For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yep. So just to conclude then, we've got this uh, game week's top 10. Uh, up first is Connor Randall, the defender at Ross County, with his goal and clean sheet for 15 points. Uh, Barisic comes in at second, obviously Rangers defender with 13. Mika Bierith, who we just talked about, 12 points. Kyle Turner, uh, midfielder at Ross County, got 10 points. Connor Wilkinson, 10 points. George Harmon, defender uh, at Ross County, 9 points. Maeda, forward um, at Selig, 9 points. Danilo, uh, 9 points. Matt O'Reilly, 9 points. And Todd Cantwell. Eight points, which gives us uh, goalkeepers nothing as per defenders three, midfielders three, and forwards four. I think most of those names are probably names that you would expect given their price tags. And then there's a few kind of one week wonders in there. Um, and then the, the, the Ross County guys who seem to be the sort of the, the cheap enablers that are the form team just now. Anything you take away from that, Peter? Just you mentioned there are quite a lot of the, the names you would suspect to be in the top 10, so that probably helps the casuals who have started the game this year. Maybe pick names and own, they're all returning, so it might keep them engaged longer until they start trying up. You get a random week, but all the experts like ourselves know these guys are going to hit, nobody else does. Well, that's a joke, I don't think so. But anyway, yeah, it's it started off the, the, the players who we can do for last season, the majority of them have turned up again this year, so it has been quite reliable. Again, like you say, there's always one week punts come out of nowhere. That's just going to happen. It happens in FPL as well. But yeah, so far, so good. Donnie? Yeah, I mean, I missed out on quite a few of those names. But don't make any knee-jerk reactions. It is only game week two. A defender may never score again for the rest of the season. And you've jumped on him thinking that he's yeah. um, the next best thing. So take it with a pinch of salt. The, the guys that finish top point scorers at the end of the season... Um, are usually the the guys that are worth a good bit of money. So use that as as your radar and pick up, you know, the the odd gem uh, through over the course of the season. But still early days. You'll hear me say that a lot in um, these first few weeks. But it's it's true. It's true. Yep, that's us. Right. Okay, Don. You get any bring up after the first couple of game weeks? Yeah, so I've just quickly gone through the, the 12 teams and, and made a note of what I've seen uh, so far. As I say, it's early days. But if there's anything that you can take from this, then then go with it. So uh, Aberdeen, I touched on in the Celtic game, but defensively is their main concern. Um, and they now head into Europe and play on Sundays. So if you're going to be brave with an Aberdeen defence and say they've got Devlin and this new centre-half, 
Um, same raise the ball, you might have roots and goals, but you're just going to have to stick with it because you're not going to see the team use and you just have to roll with it. In the middle, nothing really catching fire there. Um, and up front, we know what dangers uh, they provide. And Miofsky did score um, against Celtic. So still a reasonable team to rely on as far as uh, fantasy goes. For Celtic, uh, stay clear of the defence. Three goals in two games. We've got Rangers on the horizon. They're too high value. Uh, you can spend your money better elsewhere. The names that we've mentioned already, Abada, Kyogo, O'Reilly, uh, are all on form um, and will get you far better returns. For Dundee, um, I don't think they've fully adjusted yet. Um, I've seen a lot of teams with uh, Pineda, or whatever he's called, the Mexican. Um, he was 3.3, but there's also a forward in the game called Bakayoko, they're both 3.3, and it's Bakayoko who's playing. He's played both games. Um, so if you're able to, you maybe want to switch those out um, and get value there. Parts, uh, two clean sheets in two games. Um, again, another team playing on Sundays. Shankland, just wait. If he leaves, great. There's going to be a cheap parts forward in the game. Um, if he doesn't, then you can obviously just hold on to him and see what happens. Uh, personally for Shanklin, moving to Dubai, uh, good luck to him as a Scotsman doing business over there. That's going to be a sore one for him. Hebs, again, nothing nothing really in the Hebs team at the moment. They're poor defensively. Boyd's not catching fire. Up front, it's hard to know who the talisman is. I thought it was going to be Ewan, but he's, he's not really done much. Kilmarnock, I think we've praised Kilmarnock enough. Uh, they got that win against Rangers. Uh, Brad Lyons making a name for himself. Armstrong, over the course of a season, will will probably get you more points than not. Mayo is obviously a recognised name at the back, um, but Tom touched on uh, Ndaba, I think it's pronounced, at 2.4 million. Um, that would be a gem as well. Stick him uh, on the bench and, and get points there. For Livingston, I think they've got good fixtures coming their way um, and that's the kind of ones you want to target. I always fancy a Livingston defender, uh, whether it be Obelai or one of the other ones, you will get a, a return every few games from them. Um, Motherwell, I say they've not had any clean sheets yet. I think we've all got a Motherwell defender in our team. And then the two names that Peter meant, uh, Tom mentioned, beg your pardon, uh, Beerus and Wilkinson, they're both in that 4.2 million slot so if you're looking to change, like so I've got Zach Robinson, I could go there um, in terms of like for like. Rangers obviously had a bad start. For me, it's Tab and Cantwell. Um, with any of the others, some weeks you'll miss and some weeks you'll hit. It's whether you, you take the risk. But as Peter mentioned, there's plenty of games um, before they play next, so you'll get a better idea. Uh, Ross County, well, they do have Rangers next, but they've got three defenders on double points after two games, so um, we're quite rightly uh, talking them up. Kyle Turner in midfield is also catching the eye, and Jordan White seems to be the main target man up front, who, funnily enough, has a good record against Rangers, so just watch the space. Uh, St Johnston, one word, void. Well, you could swap that with target. Uh, and for St Mirren, Defensively, I'm not quite sure at the moment. Obviously, strain at 3.2 million is probably too much of your budget to be spending there. O'Hara, we're obviously going to lose him for some time now. I don't see any direct replacements in that midfield. Uh, up front, Mandron, again, he could fill that third striker role. 
But with two games, you know, there's not much to go on. You'll get anomalies. Um, defenders scoring, never score again. Um, game week three, we've got the cup and European games in between. So again, if you follow the game, just keep an eye on the squads and the performances there. But don't panic, play your own game. I was in the whole transfer camp all week and then took a minus four come Saturday. And rank-wise, I still got a huge green arrow. So, you know, just do what's right for yourself. Don't worry what the other guys are up to. Um, and just, you know, keep plugging away. Plenty of time to catch up. Well done. Right, so we've got a couple of questions and we'll cover a fix. I know the fixers are two weeks away, but we'll cover the fixers and our early transfer kind of plans. And then we'll go on to the cup draw and actually buzz. So the questions, the very, very questions, these ones go from the... The crazy to the, I suppose, <laughs> obscure, but we'll, we'll hear the answer. First up is Lard O'Connor. Should we all wildcard immediately and then wildcard again the following week? Well, to me, that's a hard no. I don't know what he's thinking. He didn't give me any kind of pretense what that was about. But I'm going to take it you're going to agree. No wildcard this early season. You've put your team in game eight one with the purpose yeah. of your team going forward. Even if you take a minus four, look, I take a minus four. I'm quite happy to take another minus four that generally would change your team enough, but no need to knee-jerk after two games. Wait and see. Uh, you do get two, so I suppose if you did, you're not really going to um, lose that much, but two games is a bit early <laughs> to rip it all up and start again. Give it some more time. What's Tom? Yeah, far too early for me. Wouldn't even consider it. I mean, the worst case scenario, you roll a transfer, then you take a minus four at Donny saying you could have three, like a mini wild card, and you pretty much I'd imagine people fix any serious problems with the team or not, unless a lot of casuals I've seen have picked a lot of non-playing players, maybe that's the problem. They've picked a lot of cheapies and you see them like they've nothing on the bench, so if one of the players don't play, they've nothing coming on, so maybe that's fun. But then there is now players becoming available. You can't have all the top price players, just need to kind of manage it as best you can. Next up is FPL Liger. How long is a Hara out for? So we've all covered that. It's been mentioned three to four weeks, potentially. Yep. So if you look at that fantasy-wise, next week's a cup week. So if he comes back fit, he might miss three game weeks. I wouldn't be rushing to him. I'd be take, if I had him on my team, it's quite a sizable chunk of money in the midfield. I'd be probably getting him out and well when he comes back. You have a wildcard question. Is it now the right time to wildcard? Can I lads have seen any double game weeks ahead? So wildcard recovered. So any double games ahead, Tom? Is there any just now? I don't think so, no. No, not yet. It always happens in the Cups, doesn't it? It's when the... Yeah. Memory says me right, Scottish Cups got a set Saturday, so that doesn't really affect it. It's a League Cup, doesn't have a set Saturday once after a certain round. Am I right, Donny? And then you have to yeah. get games in then. It's, yeah. You, also, bad weather usually affects the, the the fixtures in Scotland. So any time November onwards, you can get games called off. We had a double game week last season where the second round of games, I think, were affected by the weather, so it didn't really turn out as much of a double as, mm-hmm. as before. So you've always mm-hmm. got to watch, but there's no plan. It's usually, you know, Rangers set to get to the cup final, then their fixture might run in a double game week. But um, they're not as much as you get in FPL. You know, you yeah. say that. They're not guaranteed. If all the favourites get through in the cup and they avoid each other, I think from the quarterfinals onwards, you should get double game week news. Sorry, he's only been on a ticker for updating that. I'm sure how it works because we put each other cup final last year. So if you avoid teams and then obviously it's on that, is it, what's the channel called now? It's not called Fireplay. Fireplay. So they want to show the game. So they want to start the Sunday game slot. So that means they've got to come out of the league slot. 
And unless they slot in the week, midweek game continue on, but it didn't happen last year to internet, so they actually added to a game week. So mm-hmm. I think that's about that. So you'll find out roughly about October, November time, double yeah. game week. So plenty of time ahead to plan for it. Right, next question. From Rambo. This is a, a loaded one. My first question is big price defenders. Midfielders performing less than expected is it going to be foolish not to attack Olivia away against Hibs, where there are plenty of midfielders rotation going, midfield still look not set with Boyle, Campbell, Devitt. So I think we can all cover that. It's, it is too early. It's only two weeks into the season. Hibs midfield is a bit of a minefield right now. Once they're knocked out of Europe, which will happen either this week or when they play Villa, let's be honest, they're not going to get through Villa. Then they might see a set of living, set of midfield with Boyle in there. I don't know... Attack Livy, I think because you looked at one result, if Rangers beat Livy 4-0, I think Livy's attack, I would be worn against that, especially Livingston at home. They're not a team you'd want to attack when they're at home. They could be quite reliable and quite sturdy normally and they're quite hard to break down. Thoughts on that, Bonnie? Livingston home form? Yeah, that's when they're most dangerous at home. You know, the pitch and uh, your solid defence. You know, they might be coming off the back of a European game as well. So, you know, for Hibs team... I wouldn't be targeting them. They've lost five goals. It could almost go the other way. As to the midfield, I don't rate Levitt at all at the moment. He's done nothing to show last season or this season that he's worthwhile in the game. Boyle, I've mentioned, he will kick on at some point, but I don't think he's fully fit. Um, but I'll always be wary of, of Livingston at home. I certainly wouldn't attack them. Ain't that to that, Tom? No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Next up is from FPL Showroom. Who are the players on your radar that surprised you the most so far? So I'll go first. Donnie's quite clear of it. I think there's three Ross County players in double digits so far. James Brown. So he's the one that I'm standing out so far. Done pretty well. Any players to add to that, Tom? Um, probably all the Kilmanic backline. Back uh, Lions, the midfielder. Um. And probably uh, Matt O'Reilly probably didn't expect him to be mm-hmm. sort of the main returner. I thought there would be, I think he would do well, but I always thought there would be sort of um, guys outscoring him. But um, for Matt O'Reilly to be the standout uh, midfielder at this point, I was surprised at that. So if he's looking for bigger names for bigger clubs, then I would say Lammers and O'Reilly's are two that have done well so far. Donnie and Elstad, any names surprise you so far this season? No, so Tom just stole that last one. You all said the same names. I'm sitting here thinking O'Reilly, and then Tom said it. So, no, I think all the names that we've mentioned on the podcast today are all ones that you should, should be looking at. They're consistent, um, and that's one thing you're not getting after two weeks. So I think that's the, the best way to look at it. Next up is from at Fryseal, and he asked the best sub-3 million midfielder and I think we've already called it a couple of times. I'll ask that with you, Tom. Get sub three million midfielder. Um, Lions. Well, he, he's not sub, but he's three million. Um, he's probably the best in the game. I'll let you have. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Kyle Turner would be a, a close second because <laughs> I, I tilted him at the start of the season, so I'm sticking with him. You got your back a double down on that. Got back um, my guy, I. <laughs> other one I, I like, and he's not returned yet. Is the Miller boy from Motherwell? He's still 2.5. He's played both games. He's cheap. Bench trick, enabler. Lions have won so far, but let's give it seven or eight more game weeks. We'll see what players under three more have returned the most points. Any players to add to that, Donny? 
Uh, no, so you both mentioned the, the names that I had written down. I also went Spittle at the weekend. I think Lowry at Hearts, 3.5 mm-hmm. million. I think that could be a shout. Um, he had, well, he was out most of last season, but the season before he finished strongly for Rangers. A lot of Rangers fans rate him highly. I think his season at Hearts could prove pivotal for him. He's 3.5. He could, he could do well for them, but all of these guys are risky um, at that price range. It's, it's a difficult one. Yeah, the price that reason for the reason basically either young or they're just in the league and inexperienced. Right, so FPL Bacon, we've kind of covered this as well. Who are the replacements midfield for Mark O'Hara at four point one or less? You mentioned a couple of names there, do any other names to add to that one? Uh, not that I can think of, no. Tom? No, just the ones that have been mentioned so yeah, far. Pretty much the same question twice. That's you would need to be stretching a similar price points, couple of point mil more to get in a team, so you need to be going downgrading a cheap player or you need to be making a bit of transfer surgery and bring somebody else down to bring up a midfielder to maybe an Armstrong or something like that but that's the way so far no, nobody's really mm-hmm. stepped out for the pack yet to be apart from lines to be that kind of cheap midfield enabler next up is from Graham Brown at Graham B and loads of numbers should I keep or sell Boyle so we've all kind of discussed this I'll call you a post Boyle would you keep Boyle if you had him tall or would you sell Boyle Um. I can give you a bit of context. He's not getting any, he's not got a hair on his team, so Boyle's is the one that he's got. He's got Abada and Boyle and the rest are kind of cheap midfielders. Yeah, I mean the other cheap midfielders haven't really done that much. Like Spittle, he got three bonus points last week, but other than that, not a lot. Armstrong, was he not playing as a, a so um, slightly deeper? Yeah, he's played deeper, he's not really done anything yet. Um O'Hara's obviously out injured now. Um, would you switch to another Hibs midfielder? Probably not. Um, so I, I think he's probably a hold just now. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd wait and see and give him a bit more time. You're not really trading him off for anything dramatically better. I agree. You build your team, you go to ball his player in a couple of weeks and see if they return. If he gets to game week five or six, he's done nothing, then you go, right, okay, it didn't work and I'll move. But until you're going to kind of Back, but you've, you've decided on why you went for him. He's not a bad player. He's not a bad transfer in. It wasn't a bad option bringing a team once you knew he was playing. He just hasn't done anything yet. But as I've all alluded to, there is ball of time. He will go nuts at some point and probably against the Rangers, let's be honest. Donny, Boyle, would you hold him or would you sell him? Uh, if I had him, I'd keep him. I don't have him. I'm not going to get him. So, and that doesn't really help. But he's on penalties. And that's always good in this game. Um, and for that reason, I that's why I'm more leaning towards having him. He will kick it. There'll be a game where he gets a double and that'll be it. We'll, we'll all get on the boil train, but I wouldn't swap him out. You said his midfield there. It doesn't sound like he's got Cantwell. Is that right? So no, that, no that's Cantwell. a bit risky. You know, that might burn up two transfers, but that, that would be the only way I would go. I'd only go up the way. I don't think you get any better down the way um, for a midfielder that takes penalties that has got a good reputation in the game. So keep him, at least another couple of weeks. I think you've got you know, they'll have a break, um, whether it's because they're out of Europe or um, the cup game, he might get rested. So I'd keep him um, if I had him. Yeah, the obvious answer is O'Hara, but O'Hara's injured, so that's yeah. we don't go it. Right, and the last question is from John Cameron. That's at Cami 37 This is for you, Donny. Assuming Garisic <laughs> is a starter, is a massive price delta versus potential in brackets penalty. Upside now, too big to stick with Tav versus Barisic. Well, my answer in reply would be, why not have both? Um, 
I guess you you know if you had Tav Barisic and Cantwell, you'd miss out on the forwards. But again, using two games where we've not had a penalty or assist from Tav is probably a bit short sighted. Um, Barisic, you know, his long term position can't be guaranteed. You know, Yilmaz much maligned last season and he's having a similar start this season. He is back in training. I could see quite easily him getting replaced and maybe sticking with Barisic for the European games until we see how that pans out. But I think, as we said at the start, Tav's surely got to be a better longer-term return than Barisic, who may or may not even be um, playing that position in the next couple of weeks. So, if you can, might run both. I, I guess his main question is to do with the price difference, so that doesn't really help. But I wouldn't favour Borna at a Tav. Um, I think that's foolish. But at the same time, so far so good. But I don't see that over the, the long term. I completely agree. I wouldn't go Parasic over Tavernier. I think Tavernier's more nailed, more chance of returns. If it's a budget issue, then fair enough, you're covering some of what your points could get while you're still holding the position down. But I think there's points made elsewhere in your team rather than double up on that defence. Tom, thoughts on Barisic versus Tavernier? No, I think I'd stick with Tavernier for now, just for the time being. Too early to say. Um, obviously, Yulmaz is coming back into the fold again. And then um, Tav's obviously on a lot of set pieces, so you can't really judge a player off two game weeks. I do get it. Anybody that's listened to the podcast or listened to us talk or looked at the game in detail, I've just seen Tavernier's broke the game two years in the trot. Maybe casual jump on him and he hasn't done anything yet, I suppose. So they're thinking, well, they're a bit knee jerky. Mm-hmm. Again, you just got to hold him weight. You know, come into the season, he's going to be in that top three or four points, probably top again if Bentley Rangers becomes a reoccurring occurrence again. But we'll, we'll see where that. But I think Tavernier's the safest bet at defence. As you said, he's on so many avenues to returns. He's a captain as well, so he's pretty much a droppable. Unless he's injured, I think he's got to stick with Tav. You take the money, you bite, you know you're going to get back from it. Right, that is the questions. So, look at the fixtures. I know it's a week away, but we'll have a quick look and we'll look at our early transfer plans and we'll do the cup draw. Right, so game week three is obviously two weeks' time. So, we'll have one early kickoff. So, you'll only see two teams early news for that. The rest are used to play and hope. So, we've got Ross County versus Rangers early kickoff. Then later on, we have St. Mervis Aberdeen, Motherwell versus Kilmarnock. Hibs versus Livingston, Dundee versus Hearts, and Celtic versus St. Johnson. So, Tom, like me, you have two transfers because you rolled. Mm-hmm. Don, you've only got one because you took a minus four. So, what is your early transfer captain and vice captain plans, Donny? I'm not against taking another minus four to get where I need to be. Um, I think I need to beef up my midfield. Um, so, I'll have a look at that. Whether I can take in O'Reilly with a Rangers game coming up. I'm not sure I'd fancy that, but um, I'll wait and see the other time. But as I say, I'll definitely be making one, if not two changes. And then by that point, my team should be a lot better shape. Um, captains and vice captains will just stick with Tavi and Kyogo. That seems reasonable enough for this next round of fixtures. Tom, plans, transfers, captains, vice captains? Um, I think O'Hara's going to have to go given how much he costs and how long he's out for so O'Hara to Lions could be an option there uh, I'm not too sure about the second one 
Um, I'll have some money left over, so I suppose I can go Tim Parks to Ndaba. There's only point one more, but I don't have any money to do that. So that would free up some funds. Um, so that could be an option there as well. Um, I don't know. Selick at home to Selick at home to St Johnston could be Juicy. a lot of, a lot of <laughs> goals there. So I don't know. I could be tempted to come off Captain Tav and put the captaincy and vice captaincy on two Celtic players. I only have a bad in Kyogo just now, so um, I suppose one of those could be captain, one of those could be vice. Probably captain Abada, since he tends to get more likely to get assists than Kyogo and vice Kyogo. So, similar boat to you. I've only one player that's not playing, it's Parks. So, I think he'll go probably a Kilmarnock defender. And Dabba probably the one I go for. And I think Turnbull will become O'Reilly. And that's me, got my team pretty much to be a delight to look, I think. Like yourself, depends on injuries. If Atati's back and he's playing the window shot by this, well, not sure, we'll still go If there's rumours he's still here and we're going for a full strength team, I think I might do the captain O'Reilly, vice captain Furuhashi. Razor's away game, sticky up there, I don't know. Again, I could just. Get to the time stick still to have captain, vice captain, he'll want to stick to normal. But that's the plan. I think I'll bring in Ronelli. I think he's the one to go for. I've got 0. 0.9 million in the bank. I didn't use all my money, so I've got plenty of cash to maneuver to that. And I just want the cheapest defender that's playing, that's not one already got a team so they'll obviously get Motherwell, Rangers, Aberdeen, and Ross County. So Parks would become Kilmarnock. And that's me a nice spread to be Hearts and the Hearts keeper. So I think that's somebody to look for. But again, it's two weeks away, so it could all change. But that's a tentative plans. Because I think O'Reilly's going to, go, going to go up again. So if you don't bring him in this week, he's going to be mm-hmm. on 5.8. And if you hold off again, you're going to be close to hitting the Jota-type prices at 6 million plus for him. And then how do you get to him without sacrificing either another set of players or somewhere else? So I think I need to take him out this week. Okay. Right, the draw mm-hmm. for the cup then. So I've got 32 names here. Donny, do you want home or away? Uh, I'll take home. Nice. So it's just 32 names randomly, but another next step. If you shout a name that I've already got, I'll just go the one up right underneath it. Okay. And that's just going to work easy peasy, right? So uh, let me get the notes here and here. So if I say their name and I, if they're knocked out someday, big in the community, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to right? So, right, Don, you go first, pick a number. Okay, number eight. Is Thomas Lemon eighteen? Twenty-one. Is Tom's dad the knocked out fellow podcaster hoofball pod Hugh? Okay, number twenty-three. Is Hugh Wardrobe for into the caravan? He knocked out Rambo as he was a slayer of Muno Rambo in the last first round. Yeah, Rambo thought he had it after one week and I reminded him it was two legs. <laughs> yeah, number 32. Oh, there you are. That's me. It's Pedro. Battle of Caravan. Okay, number three. Is Billy Hadaway. Uh, number 19. Is Scott Prem Fantasy who knocked out Gavin Mueller numbers after his name? 
Okay, number 15. Is Ash Nairn 88, who has the highest score in the first round and sitting quite high up in the Mega League? Uh, 29. Is Cable Fish? A good matchup. Uh, number one. Slayer of Donny, Chris Norwood, 13. <laughs> I can see why you gave him the number one seed. <laughs> Did that? that was a decent <laughs> uh, 26. Uh, C1 underscore AB3. Yep, he knocked out Sutton, so not one of the big guns oh, on well. Yeah. Okay, number 28. There's a very own Tom. Uh, number six. Is Steph Ball and Golly, or Anthony Caravan, who knocked out Poppy in a first cuck to him, which he bombed <laughs> out straight away. Okay, number 27. Is Blades Attack. Uh, number 13. Andrew M, then loads of numbers. He's called the Humble Woodcutter online. Okay, number five. Is John Easton, who knocked out Ewan RFC 83. And I say that because I'm sure Ewan gets to late season all the cups that I can remember. He's always in the last eight or last four. So there you go, John Easton. Uh, number 32. Is Cammy 37. Who knocked out FPL Pie? Another one who thought it was out one through the first round and then realised it's two legs. Number 20. E Forest 55. Uh, number 11. I'm uh, sorry, T Forest knocked out Melvino, so another name knocked out. Yeah. And number 11 is. Grant Brownlee, who knocked out Fit the Pod Scobie. Number nine is O'Burn eighty nine. Number seven is We Are Kelly. Number two, Glass Cunion. Uh, number twenty two is Midi two three o four. Okay, number four. FPL Liger. Number 23. Is Josh Mack 05. Number 18. Lockie Heine. Number 30. Versus Darren Snedden, who beat Scoosh. Scoosh was unlucky, he got knocked out 129 points. Number 10. Uh, Barracuda, reigning double champion last year, right? Two cups? Mm hmm. Yeah, number 31. Is FPL Shoreham. Uh, 14 is FPL General uh, 25 uh, Pemberton Gather who knocked out 
Hoofball Pod, Hamish. 24. Uh, Samuel Mack, 05. Joe, one left. Uh, 17. Yep. Is Aaron McLeod. So there's your draw. Last fight two starts game week three. Thomas Lemon versus Tom Stad. Hugh Wardle versus Pedro. Billy Hadley versus Scott Prem Fantasy. Ashley in 88 versus Cable Fish. Chris Norwood 13 versus C1 underscore AV3. Tom versus Steph Bolongoli. Blades Attack versus Andrew M761. Number, 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 numbers. John Easton versus Cammy 37. T Forest 55 versus Grant Brownlee. O'Burn 89 versus We Are Kelly. Glass Cooning versus Mida 2304. FPL Liger versus Josh Michael 5. Loki Hynet versus Darren Snedden, Barracuda versus FPL Shoreham, FPL Journal versus Pemberton Gaffer, and Samuel Michael 5 versus Aaron McLeod. So, a lot of new names there, a lot of names we knocked out in the first round, so let's see how that goes. I will put this online later so you'll be able to see your, your draw and start your, your trash talk to your opponent in two weeks' time. It's the next round of the cup. And again, it's two legged, so don't be jumping in after one leg <laughs> you've, you've won. A few people made that mistake. And that is us. So, you might get your A. Boxing guys, where you go, Donny? Yep, so I am at FFS underscore Donny. And I'm at FFS underscore Scout. Um, that is our thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in a couple weeks' time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 